This podcast is sponsored by gamesbasement.co.uk, the only games website designed by gamers for gamers. Follow us on Twitter and don't forget to visit www.gamesbasement.co.uk on our launch date, Monday the 4th of May. Hello and uh, welcome to episode four of the High Score podcast. This is uh, Dr. Zach Zeus and I'm joined by Strive. Hello again. Uh, we're going to get straight into it. Uh, what have you been playing, Strive? Uh, oh, straight in like that. Okay. Yeah. Um, we mean business this week. Um, I haven't been playing much in the last week. I'm going to let down the listeners a little bit. Uh, there's been a lot going on. Uh, we've been changing a lot to do with the site and I will first apologise to anyone who tried to access the site one of the days last week. It was down for a morning. So I'll apologise for that before I start. Um, yeah, like I haven't had much time, so I've only really got a few games on uh, and most of them have only really been small things. Um, I'll start off with Ragdoll Kung Fu on uh, PlayStation 3, which I've just shown you, so you can have a look at a few things. Yeah, looks lovely. It lo- does look lovely. It's a gorgeous-looking game. Um, it's got a very medium-molecule, little big planet style to it. Um, it's, it's if For anyone who doesn't know about it, it's basically like... So I suppose you could say it's like Super Smash Brothers. Yeah. yeah um, it's like good. Super Smash Brothers, and anyone who remembers an absolute gem of a game on the Dreamcast, it's a bit like Power Stone, Power Stone 2, where... You're basically all in a little arena. It's two levels in the arena normally. Some of them have got three. Uh, You pick a ninja and uh, you you duke it out, really. Uh, It's a bit like watching ninjas in the style of Team America. I go on the comment that you said when I was playing it. It does look very Team America. You almost want someone to go, Mad Demon, (laughs) as loud as they can at, at some point in it. But it's a great game. You can throw weapons at each other. You can throw pots at each other. There's special moves that you can learn which use the six-axis motion control from the uh, from the PS3 controller. So far, I'm enjoying it. The only thing that lets me down a little bit at the moment is that there's no online play. Yeah. Um, there there is full local local sort of multiplayer, but I don't have a second controller, so I can't test that at the moment. Hoping to get a review up of it soon though. And it's uh, four players on the screen at the same it's time. It's four so players it's... on the same screen. It was I think it's 799, um, which isn't too bad for what it is. Um, it's a fun game. You've got, obviously, the deathmatch mode. I'll lay out sort of like the modes because you can play against, obviously, the AI and you've got, you know, your standard deathmatch. But they also bring in things like King of the Hill where you'll have a platform in the middle of the level and, obviously, while you're on that platform and no one else is, you're scoring points, similar to any other King of the Hill in, like, a first-person shooter. And, obviously, when people jump onto the platform with you, you beat them up and you can pick them up and throw them off the platform but because it's such a hectic game, it, it feels like it'd be quite a lot of fun with a few people in the room because everyone's kind of, you know, cheering and, and yelling at each other while people are jumping around. So that's good fun. There's a few others as well, like get the fish in the basket and you have like a pile of fish and a basket on the level and you have to all beat each other to pick up the fish and throw it in the basket. It, it sounds a bit ridiculous, but it's actually quite a good fun mode. Um so you can do all that with bots, and obviously you can do it all with, with your friends. Uh, but you've also got a challenge mode where it starts with a tutorial, and then it teaches you how to do all the different game modes. And then it starts giving you challenges like beat a certain person to this platform in this amount of time. or uh, And it just generally teaches you the ropes of the game. So it's good fun for what it does. I, I, I was a bit disappointed because I'd been excited about it for a while. Um, I was a slightly disappointed, especially with the no online co-op. Uh, no online multiplayer, sorry. But it's been really good fun what I've played so far. I am enjoying it. Uh, I haven't played a vast amount, though, so I can't really talk about it much more. Um, 
the other thing I, I've literally just played uh, because it came out this morning uh, was the Left 4 Dead survival mode. Yeah, yeah, uh, just which, downloaded we it. just had a quick look at it. Um, I can't really say a huge amount because I literally did just try it and I tried it by myself with the AI because it's not split screen compatible, unfortunately, uh, and there wasn't really many people online to play it. But from what I can see, it does look like it's going to be really good fun. Um, big props to Valve for getting this out um, and making it free. Obviously, that's that's fantastic. I played on uh, the section on No Mercy where you come out of the train cars and you go into sort of like the underground section and you go up into a warehouse. Um, for for anyone who doesn't know the game, shame on you. For anyone who does, they'll know the section I'm talking about. And, and basically, you, you load up with your guns, you load up with your health packs sort of in the underground section and make your way up to where you would normally press a button and raise a shutter door. That happens like normal, uh, and then the waves and waves and waves of zombies come in. Obviously, the aim of the bit is just to survive. Um, I lasted, I can't remember exactly what I said, I think it was two minutes, four seconds. Yeah, this was with the AI. This was with the AI. Um, They weren't as good as they normally are in Versus. In Versus, they they normally have, like, zombie radar. um, But in Survival, they didn't seem to really want to take part that much. I lasted about two minutes, and in that time, I think I had a couple of boomers, a couple of smokers, a couple of hunters, and a tank. So it it does throw the enemies at you. It does look like it's going to be really good fun, and tactics will be an absolute must. Um, Really looking forward to playing that online with a few friends. Um, Played some of it last night in Versus as well. Because I knew the, the content was coming out, I wanted to get back into the Swing of Left 4 Dead because it's an outstanding game. And I said shame on you to the listeners, but shame on you as well, Zach. Yes. If you don't own it yet. No, and but it I should despicable. be getting it soon. You will be getting it soon, I'll make you. Um, so I played a bit of Versus last night. It's the first time I've played since the patch came out as well, and it does play very, very differently. So anyone who hasn't played Versus since the patch came out, I would get on and try it out because he's, he's going to play very differently. The tanks are a bitch to take down now, um, and the rest of the, the specials, same thing, really. They do take a little while longer to take down. And obviously, with the two new versus maps in this pack, everyone's going to be jumping on there for a bit. So now's a good time to get back on there. Yes, and I thought... I'd always planned... I'd, I knew I was going to be a little bit late into it because of the games I was playing. Yeah. And I'd always sort of planned around the time. I thought, when this update comes out and the free content and that's so when everyone will be jumping back on. It's probably the perfect time. Yeah, I think it's going to be. I mean, I've been speaking to a lot of people, a lot of friends online, and they've all said you know, it is now going to be a good time to jump back on because of the DLC. And I think now is the best time, especially with the two new versus maps, because nobody's going to know what they're like. Yeah. Uh, whereas everyone knows what No Mercy, and I think it was Blood Harvest was the other one. I don't remember now. But yeah, everyone knew what they were like. So with the two new ones coming out, no one's going to know those at all. Uh, everyone's going to be on a level playing field. And I think survival mode is just going to be really good fun for four of you to get together and just waste half an hour before a versus or after a versus match or something. Yeah, because I think it's really similar in many ways to the horde mode in Gears War 2 yeah definitely obviously that was really popular with everyone and it's just it's always nice like with it being co-op anyway it's just a different Mm. avenue rather than everyone's been playing through the levels a little while yeah just got the survival it's a shame that we didn't get a new campaign I think uh, but we never know what Valve has got up their sleeves for all we know it could be a month down the line from now and Valve turn around and say actually we're going to bring you some new campaign which would be great Uh, and I'd happily pay for it as well because that's the main part of Left 4 Dead for me um but yeah, I mean, like what like I say, what I played with the survival mode, it's fantastic. It is based very similarly on things like Horde and Zombie mode for COD 5 as well. And I think anyone who, who likes those and owns Left 4 Dead is going to be super happy with survival mode. It's fantastic. Cool. Um, next game I'll move on to. We've both been playing this, so I think we'll probably both be talking about this. And it's pretty yeah. much the only other game I've been playing, um, which is Outrun Online Arcade. And I've been playing this a lot. And you've been playing the shit out of it. Uh, yeah. Well, we both have. And we've got a little bit of a rivalry going over it as well. Yeah. I, I actually put up on Twitter and MSN Zach <laughs> and said that I was like 
32nd or something in the world on a certain goal. This is, this is like a, a red flag to a ball. Yeah, this was a red flag to a ball. I turned it on not four hours later and uh, I was pushed down the charts and Zach was ahead of me. But it's it's a fantastic game. Yeah. Like, it's superb, isn't it? No, yeah, there's so much I like about the game. I think the, the review's up. If you haven't been on the site, there's re- the review's up at the moment and uh, you can sort of get our general opinions on there. Yeah. But um, people will have... A lot of people have known Outrun 2 that come out or the Outrun Coast to Coast. And you may think, oh, like, what have they changed and stuff? And you'd be slightly worried about that there's slightly less content. But the first thing is, it looks a lot better. I put, I put Outrun 2 in my Xbox the other day because it's still backwards compatible. And uh, just to have a look at the difference, and it's a lot better. Like The, the graphics, mm. the detail on the cars is nice, and all the colours, just because it's on the high depth, it's just really just vibrant. Nice, yeah, it just looks lovely. The handling is as great as ever. you obviously got the 360 pad you can use, and it just plays lovely. It's all at 60 frames per second. A couple of sites I've seen have noted that in the heart attack mode, there's maybe the odd frame drop every now yeah, and again, I, just I with noticed, the loads of traffic. But I've noticed ones, especially when you have to collect coins and things like that, because there's yeah. a lot popping on the screen. There's a lot counting up, and I, I have noticed a very slight sort of frame rate drop, but it's nothing that would make you even sit back and, yeah. and really be shocked about it. You just kind of let it breathe over you, really. Yeah, and I think the main things that when people are playing the things that kind of things that you could kind of miss because it's where it's so arcadey, you can just play through it and be drifting around all the corners, play like normal outrun mode, get to the end of the like one of the five routes in sort of around five minutes time. Yeah, and I think that's all there is to it. But you really, I would recommend to anyone as soon as you can go to manual gears and then it's a drift. You just like drop down a gear and drop back up a gear really quick, and you can drift without losing any speed and try some things with. Um, the, first of all, I'd say try the time trial, especially because yeah, and go for that achievement. It's uh, you got to finish one of the routes in under four minutes thirty. Yeah, it took me a few attempts, but it's, it's, it's definitely tough. doable. I mean, I'm yeah. not a huge. I love my racing games, but I'm not hugely brilliant at racing games. Mm. Um, but I think Outrun is kind of it's fine for anybody because it's so arcadey. I mean, yeah. anyone can drift around the corners, even on the manual gear change drifts. Pretty much anyone can cope with that. So I, I think that is it's definitely a game that anyone can pick up and play. Yeah, I just think. That is, um, yeah, there's a, a lot of depth to it. If you start going for that achievement, you start to notice things that um, you have to play in a different way in time trial. You have to try and drift as little as possible. That's probably the biggest tip. Yeah, and, I would uh, say so. Stay as tight to the corners as you can. And you wouldn't, it's not the game I would normally peg as being a real time trial game. But yeah. when, you, when you look at the scoreboards and you're trying to go for this achievement or on the longer the 15 stage time trial achievement, there's really a lot to it, a lot to the handling, a real good depth there. And then, um, yeah, and then you've got all of the heart attack stuff, which is uh, pretty good. And I think the big thing that I tried to note in the review was that it is missing some of the content. It's missing some of the cars, some of the special Outrun editions of the Ferraris mm. and some of the Outrun 2 tracks, which not confirmed, but it's a possibility they might be added at some point. It's, we're unsure as to what's happening there. But I think the achievements add a lot of yeah, a, a lot of longevity to the game. There's a lot to fight for in those chips. Yeah, and I mean, there's one for completing 50 single-player races, isn't there? Yeah, 50 single-player races. And that alone will take you a relatively long yeah. amount of time. Because there's a lot of times when you'll be playing time trial and you'll think, no, I've cocked up that corner, I'm going to restart. And obviously that's not going to count because you have to finish it. So I think they will actually take quite a while, which is nice. Yeah, and there's a good mixture of things. There's achievements for um, just uh, completing one of the... Um, one of the like go through a run of all the stages using manual gears, yep. which is 
fairly simple and then right up to like the harder time trial ones uh, scoring an over, overall triple A across a heart attack mode yeah very difficult a couple of online stuff a nice, nice good mixture I think that um, yeah. people can like work their way through oh definitely and at 800 points it's, it's, yeah it's well recommended isn't it yeah it's easily um, and it is definitely the best racing game on the Xbox if you've got uh, PlayStation you can also download it yeah, you can. and for the price I would say the biggest competitor to it would be Wipeout HD on the yeah, PS3 yeah on the PS3 definitely I mean uh, Wipeout HD I think is on sale at the moment because in their like anniversary special they're doing yes. a little sale it's ten ninety nine at the moment. It's normally fourteen ninety nine or thirteen ninety nine. So it's worth picking up if you've got the money. But if I'm completely honest, I would say even though Wipeout's a really good game, it's obviously not going to be as easy to pick up for no. some people. So if you're just after a fun racing game that you just want to spend twenty minutes on every now and then, I don't think you can go much wrong with Outrun. No. And uh, I think what it's perfect for, I think myself, I was doing this last night, is listening to podcasts. So you could buy it right now, yeah. pause the podcast, buy it right now, start playing it. And uh, yeah, you can just play it so easily whilst yeah, listening definitely. to a podcast. So you don't really need to listen to the music. Sometimes on heart attack mode, you have to you'd have to look on screen to see what the next change is rather than hearing it through the headset. But it's absolutely perfect. You can just be like, just taking your time, just drifting around corners in the beautiful sunshine, and then yeah. listening to a podcast and just relax. It's a very it. laid back game. Surprisingly, yeah. there are some points where you you do feel yourself getting very frustrated that you've hit a corner and you know you've lost a couple of seconds. But it is a very very laid back game. Yeah. I mean, while we're talking about Outrun, we have actually got um, a copy of Outrun that we're going to give away. Uh, towards the end of the podcast we're going to tell you how to get your hands on a copy um so stick with us for the rest of the podcast and you'll find out how to win a copy of outrun online yeah, arcade we've cool. got a code ready to give out we want one of you guys to play it and let us know what you think of it um other than those i haven't really been playing that much like i say it's been a bit of a slow week so what have you been playing yeah i think for both of us it's a little bit of a slow week for gaming um the problem i had is that i got so into outrun yeah you haven't played that, anything else that, yeah it, it put back everything else I was playing it put back the review the review was out later than I had originally planned because I was playing that so much and I will blame that on you because you you put up that message about the time well and when it comes to anything if it comes to geometry wars if it comes to a time trial or something I cannot stop until I've beaten that person yeah no (laughs) I'm going to try and beat you again today but I think maybe something we can involve the community in at some point as well any people out there that do own outrun you can always drop us a message on Twitter or, or on the site. Let us know if you would like a you know a time attack mode or a score attack or something like that. Or yeah. you know we'll post some high scores and we'll try and get you a prize or something. I'm sure we can sort something out for the listeners. Um, but come on, what have you been playing? You must yeah. have played something other, other than Outrun, surely. Yeah, I've played some grid. It's you a bit of a racing week. Um, I've kind of had this had this in a draw for quite a while, and this. A lot of other races I've been playing. I've been playing a lot of Burnout Paradise. Um, I've been getting through to finish uh, Forza 2. And where I see it there, I thought I'm going to give it another go. Because um, I played previously played about an hour or so. Um, so I'd kind of got the gist of the main grid world um, sort of campaign and some of the events in the Le Mans 24-hour. And, yeah, really enjoying it. It looks absolutely gorgeous. Um, they're spot on with um, obviously like dirt looks really good and uh, this looks amazing. Yeah. Uh, presentation is incredible f- throughout um, and the handling. I've gone through a mixture of things playing because I tend to like when I play Forza, I would turn off all the aids, put on manual gears, yeah. and just really get a nice feel for all of the cars. So I tried to, in this game. I'm finding it the only thing it ha- it does handle lovely, but I turned off traction control in that. And didn't find a massive amount of difference. It's, really? it's not because obviously, if you play Forza, 
when you turn off all the ABS and traction control, it's a big difference. You start locking up uh, yeah, wheels definitely. or going into um, going into corners. It's harder to pull away, especially in the more powerful cars. Pulling off of the start line is a lot trickier without the traction control and things like that. Didn't notice such a big difference, but um, it, it it plays lovely. Some of the things I miss is it would be nice to be able to qualify for some of the races. Right. Um, you usually in most of the stuff you put in in a specific grid position and then you've got say three laps and you've got to do as right. best as you can um and on the regular settings it's not too difficult it's so you but you can ramp that up to as, as hard as you want but yeah really enjoying it i like the open wheel stuff and i'm really looking forward to what they do with a formula one game because right. that'll be code masters as oh, well yeah yeah well um, code masters have got a few races ahead of them as yeah well, they've got fuel as well they've got they? fuel grid uh grid two um dirt two, dirt two. Which has been advertised with a woman getting out of a shower. Has it? Yeah. All right. I see. No cars in it at all, really. Just a woman in a bra. Sold. Yeah, sold me straight away. I I didn't even know what the game was about. It was great. Yeah, but um, yeah, back on. uh, I'd I'd any racing fans because there's. What else would you be playing if you're sort of serious racer at the moment? I'm not sure. There aren't a lot of racing games out at the moment, really. I think we're coming up to like racing season. Yeah. Where we're going to see because obviously we've got. Forza 3. Forza 3, yeah. Be awesome. Obviously, Fuel, like they say, the ones we've just mentioned, I think towards the end of the year, racing fans are going to be a bit sport for choice of what they can play and what they're going to want yeah. to play. But I would, if you, if you, a lot of people, I think, may have uh, looked past Grid. I know it did pretty well in the charts. I just know a lot of my friends who are into games have kind of played a lot of Forza, a lot of Gotham. Um, then uh, some have moved on to playing a bit of the Race Pro that was out recently. And um, yeah, I think you can get this for a great price. And as I say, it looks awesome. There's loads of options. And every year you get sponsorship deals. There's a team management element. Nice. Um, you can take on like campaign events. And then there's also, you get like driver offers. So it'll be a one-off race and a team offers you so much money and you've mm-hmm. got to come sort of above third or All in right. the top five or things like that. Um, so yeah, plenty to do. Um, multiplayer just work. It it works fine. There's not. I don't think there's a huge community with it at the moment. Um, it has been out for a while though. I suppose, yeah, and races tend to to move around a lot. Of people, I think a lot of people stay with one specific game. Mm-hmm. So people who are really into Gotham just stay playing Gotham Four and the Forza fans. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's all, that's all really to say about that. Uh, other things, I played little glimpses of a couple of games. Right. Um, well, I played a bit more. I played a bit more of Henry Hatsworth. Yeah, such a I know, game. Yeah, I know you'd played a lot. I heard a lot of things about it getting harder later on. I'm not quite up to that stage. I'm on to uh, one of the middle stages in World 2. Right, yeah. So, what's that I think like? it's normally like the end of 3. It starts to get really, really yeah. hard. I mean, the boss at the end of 3 is ridiculously hard they, mm. they, I don't think they even got anyone to test how hard it was before they put it out it's yeah hard. so well got that to look forward to yeah, but really have. enjoying it a, a definite recommendation the thing I do find is um, I've played a lot of Planet Puzzle League before which is mm. basically the puzzle game from this mm. and I I don't know if it stays like this but the puzzle part I find incredibly easy just flicking it through it is the, ridiculously it, easy yeah, yeah so. I think it's more I, I think what they tried to get at was throwing you off by trying to combine the two, but when yeah. you're actually in the puzzle mode, it is ridiculously easy. There yeah, isn't really so. a challenge. Um, I mean, I've got relatively far into the game, and it, I wanted to get the review out, so I sort of eased off it a little bit. So I don't know if it changes much, but from what I've seen, it doesn't really change at all. It's just they throw different blocks down, you work out how to get rid of them, and then after that, they're really easy to go. Yeah. So, so um, yeah, I'm not sure how. I'm not sure I'm going to play all the way through that, or if I might, just because it's 
brought it back into light, I might just start playing Planet Puzzle League again because I love that game. It's a great nice. puzzle game. And uh, I played a very tiny bit of um, the Broken Sword, the Nintendo DS version of the of the remake of the Broken yeah. Sword. And the thing that I found out is because I was sure that I had played Broken Sword one and two, right? And I'd played the remake of two on the Game Boy Advance, but I'm, I played the early part of this, and I really cannot remember any of it. Really? So maybe I have just played Broken Sword possibly. on the PC and then the remake on the GBA. So yeah, maybe possibly. I played it twice that way. So um, yeah, I played a real, real tiny bit, but that game looks lovely. It's it? The artwork game. is amazing, and um, yeah, it's definitely the artwork is definitely something special. And I think anyone who's just into you know, immersing themselves in a nice universe, you know, solving some puzzles. And, and it's actually got nice dialogue. It's got good, uh, it's got a good story and the story's narrated really well. Just think anyone who's into that, I would just love it. Yeah. Cause um, I think that you've got to be in the mood for it. And I do like a lot of these sort of point and click adventures. I kind of think about them like reading a book. Yeah. It's, and I know it's, it's, not that it's just reading. Cause obviously there's a lot of, of puzzles involved, but recently when I played, um, the Wallace and Gromit game and uh, like Sam and Max and things like that. I think you can just, especially on the DS, you can kind of sit down, maybe you're in bed, like before you go to sleep or whatever, or just like chilling out on the sofa. You can just sit down with it like a book and then just like, yeah, obviously um, just, just play through a little bit and just enjoy a bit of story. Use your mind a little bit and just relax. And it's not that kind of edgy seat, but obviously play a lot of people who listen or play a lot of, sort of online games like Halo yeah, or yeah, Left 4 Dead or Call of Duty. And um, I think sometimes you're just not in the mindset to just go full on in yeah, there definitely. and just be right on the of your game. And you just want to just chill out and you don't want to watch some of the crap that's on TV. You'd yeah. rather be playing a game of some sort. And I think it's perfect for that. But I think you, your reference to uh, you seeing them as a book, like like I said on the, on the podcast last time, obviously, like the way you hold the DS and everything, it does just feel like settling down with a good book and just having an interaction. I think the DS is very much like, remember those choose your own adventure books yeah. that you used to have when you were a kid? I think the DS is like the next, the evolved version of those choose your own adventure books. The fact that you've got the interactivity, but you still feel like you're sitting there with a little book and you can, you know, sit down on the sofa, like you say, or, or when you're in bed. And it, it just feels like getting your sort of half an hour and hours of reading in a day. But having some sort of brain work as well because you're trying to solve these puzzles. Yeah, it's a superb game. I for think it. the big shame I think is that I know there's a lot of developers looking at how it does. Yeah. In terms of whether they're going to bring out other games, and I really don't think it's the franchise that's going to no. break out to be big. I really, I'm just thinking because I mentioned it a moment ago, but something like those Wallace and Gromit. Point and click, point and click adventures. I can imagine something like that doing really well on the DS. Yeah. Like you got a lot of casual gamers, a lot of people like know who Wallace and Gromit is, or or a similar franchise to that, and then having it as a point and click adventure, yeah. I think, would be the way to go. I think initially, um, as much as I love games like Broken Sword and Day of the Tentacle, and I just think it's a very niche market of people who really want that to come out. Like I would love it to come out. Um, That'd be superb. As, but I'm just, I just, I would be worried if they if they brought that out now. I would be worried that that wouldn't even make it into the top ten. Yeah, of the I don't. I don't think any of these games are really ever going to chart particularly high at all. Mm. Um, and a lot of other podcasts that people might have listened to and that I've listened to have, have sort of said this. And I think we, you know, we should say it to our listeners as well. And that is, I mean, if you have enjoyed Broken Sword and even even things like GTA Chinatown Wars hasn't really been selling to the expectation of Nintendo and Rockstar. No. You know, if you are enjoying these games, you know, get out and buy them or, or get your friends to try them and get them to go out and buy them because 
you know, if you're not buying them, you ain't going to see them again. You, know, you won't see another GTA, you know, Chinatown Wars style game if you don't buy GTA Chinatown, Chinatown Wars. You won't see point and clicks if you don't buy Broken Sword. It's as simple as that. We're yeah. not trying to be Nintendo whores here and, and no, no, it's... Them, but you know, we want to see these games made because they're good games. And if you don't buy them, they're not going to see the sales figures to give you the sequels or to give you the franchises. Yeah. It's, and, just, uh, it's a shame. I think one last game that I'll add, actually, just thought of this. I haven't yeah. actually written it down. Um, but as part of doing the review for Outrun, I wanted to try a, like retry a few of the ver- older versions of Outrun 2 mm-hmm. that I had. So I played the Xbox version, and yeah. I was I was really I was enjoying that because um, although the tracks are similar in nature, um, I'm not sure if people know Outrun 2's tracks go sort of around the world, whereas Outrun 2 SP tracks go coast to coast across America, yeah. which is what the Outrun Online arcade has. Yeah. So um, when I was playing Outrun 2, I enjoyed that you could sort of finish at the Eiffel Tower and things like that as a tra- one of the stages you finish drifting around there, but um, to get to the point, I started playing Outrun Coast to Coast on the PSP. All right, yeah. Which is the first game I actually got when I got a PSP. I mean, when I bought it, it came with Outrun Coast to Coast. And um, yeah, if, if you're really into into the Outrun games, it's a great game to play. There's a little bit of slowdown on some of the corners. I know that some people have altered their PSP, shall we say, so that the clock speed could go a little bit yeah. faster. And then if you play the game like that, apparently it uh, avoids the slowdown. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of uh, you really notice that uh, how you would like some of the tracks added and things, just mm-hmm. because you, the, it just adds to the mode. And one of the things that I think I'll actually just, just my mind's going now when I was thinking about this. One of the things that it did have in that version was an outrun miles scheme, where the more uh, miles literally in the game that you did, yeah. they kind of racked up, and then you could buy new cars and unlock new music and things like that. Mm. But it's just another thing to throw him back. I was just thinking how um, no one's really no- noted. Like Everyone had been going on for ages about games that you buy and like, oh, why do I have to keep unlocking stuff? Yeah. Well, Street Fighter 4 was a big thing. I know yeah, everyone playing doing? that was like, why do I have to... Like, I bought the game. Why can't I just play as a Kuma? Yeah. And I don't think anyone I've never read on any site or listened to on any podcast that Outrun Online Arcade... Like Some people bemoan the fact that there's less stuff in there. But you don't have to unlock anything. No, there, Everything's there. Like every stage, every car, every music, everything is unlocked. You pay the 800 points yeah. and you're straight there. I think that's, that's awesome. awesome. Yeah, it's fantastic, especially because you could jump in and play around with all the cars. Because a lot of people have been saying that there's absolutely no difference between the cars. But I don't know about you. I am actually finding slight differences between them. Yeah, I think that the the ones that people mainly play as, they won't find any difference. And which ones I mean is that there's slight differences, I think, between the first four. That's the F50, the Enzo, the 360, and the F40. I think there's slight differences, and you kind of feel it. But the real difference, I think, is when you start going over to, I think there's one that's like the 512BB or something like that. There's a few of those others. But you really notice, especially if you do some of the time trial stuff and you see your ghost car, Mm. you really notice that there's difference on acceleration as opposed to speed. And obviously some are five speeds, some are six gears. Yeah, because I've noticed that if I play with the F40, it doesn't fishtail as much. Yeah, I think the Enzo's a little bit more lively when it's drifting. Um, (laughs) Yeah, some cars are a little bit easier to straighten up after drifts. Um, The thing I like is that I've always liked races to either go one way or the other. There's only two ways that I see that them going good. Like Gotham always had this problem: is that you can have if you can have a variety of cars, but if one car is easily better than everything else, mm. 
then everyone just plays as that one car. Yeah. And at, at least Outrun's obviously got where the cars are slightly similar. You could go in a race, and I could just think. Sam playing playing against you, play a bit of online, yeah. and you might choose the F40. And I think actually I'm going to I'm going to have a go in the Enzo and know that I'm not going to be miles behind or anything. Yeah. We're on pretty much equal footing. It's um, nice to have that. Yeah, I so mean I played can... with a few friends last night and they hadn't played, and I didn't feel like there was you know because sometimes when you play a racing game and you, your friends are new to it, you think well I'm not going to pick that car because I'm going to absolutely annihilate them or leave them in my dust. Yeah, and I think with Outrun, even though I was ahead because obviously I played it before and I knew about drifting and things like that, they still weren't that far behind. They could always see me there. And you can and put catch up on, can't you? Yeah, you can well. put catch up on. So I think it's when you cross the checkpoint, don't they all flick to you or something? Uh, I'm not totally sure. I, th- I I assumed it was just the old style catch up where people went slightly faster who were behind, but right. I'm not, not totally sure. But I know that is on there. You can do, and the slipstreaming works really sort of sort of overpowered slipstreaming so yeah, if anyone's is, behind yeah. you like Get if they can see the you they will kind of catch you yeah definitely but um you can you can adjust all these settings in multiplayer but yeah it's nice that you can just choose a car that you want rather than feeling i've got to choose that car if i want to do well yeah. and if i choose anything else then i'm basically throwing away the race mm. um but yeah i think that's that's everything really i've so played, we've been, played we've been outrun halls this week haven't we really? yeah yeah, we have, and I'd recommend anyone else to be. So, yeah, really. definitely. It's, it's such a fantastic game. I mean, we don't want to go on about it, but obviously, it is a really good game. Um, I mean, this podcast really should have been sponsored by Bloody Outrun. There is, right? Yeah. Uh, but have you been playing anything else that we could finish up with, or is that um, it for you? I think that's pretty much it. I played a couple of community stuff. I really, I was going to go talk about that later. Not an amazing week for community. No. Um, but yeah, I think that's pretty much everything. Otherwise, I'm just going to keep talking around. Yeah, we're just going to go on about Outrun if we don't yeah, take a break. Aren't exactly. We? Should we take so, a break then so we can give everyone a rest? Yeah, we'll take a little break and we'll see you in a few moments. Yeah, fantastic. Hi there, and uh, welcome back to the next segment of the High School Podcast. Uh, we're going to be going through, like we did last week, the high school, low school on the new thing. Yeah. Uh, so obviously high school being the good stuff, low school being, being the, the crap. shit stuff. <laughs> oh, see, I went yeah. for the non-expletive word. Well, I thought we've got to use it at some point. Yeah, the explicit work. tag has to be... Well, we're going to talk about Microsoft points in this section, so I can say fuck a lot then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, well, straight in with sort of a Microsoft point related uh, topic. Um, yeah, going to go through a couple of news stuff, and this might be a little bit quick because uh, news is a little bit thin on the yeah, ground. Yeah, but... I think because we're leading up to E3, we're going to be a bit slow for the next few weeks. Once E3 yeah. gets closer, we're going to have too much to do. <laughs> news to go through. We're going to have just podcasts on news sections, but yeah. let's get cracking then. Well, okay. What have we got this week then? Uh, first thing, uh, Load Runner is announced for XBLA tomorrow, yeah, um, tomorrow, and that may be today if you've got the podcast. That'll be uh, Wednesday. Um, this it's a remake of the 1983 game. Uh, it looks quite nice from the screenshots. It's 1,200 points. So 1,200 points for a 26-year-old game. Yeah, which is how much does that work out per year? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. A... I'm not going to work out maths <laughs> at this time of day. Um, that's, that's a lot of money for for not. I mean, it's not exactly. It's not like a game like Outrun or or like some other games we've had recently that have got a massive, massive history and that have got a huge build up. It's it's load runner, and most people won't even know. I was only, I would have been a few months old when this came out originally, so yeah. I don't even really know what it is. So to me, like twelve hundred, asking me as a, a consumer to pay twelve hundred points for a game that I'm not actually that sure what it is. Yeah, I won't be too down on it because I haven't, <laughs> haven't played it. But I'd, like, I'll download the demo. I'll give a yeah, few I'll give the trial a go next uh, next time we speak to everyone. Um, 
price seems a little bit high. It's just that same thing. We we keep going on about, like I know we kind of bang on about, but we just any kind of consistency to do with the pricing. It's not like we want things to be more expensive. Um, like everyone likes things to be cheaper, but it just seems strange. You get some like. I know we've gone on loads about Outrun in the first section, but that Outrun 2 was a full retail game yeah. that, that come out at a full retail price, and pretty much that full game is um, out for 800 points. And then you get a re like a remake of a much older game, and it, like it's 1,200 points. It could be awesome. Uh, in uh, yeah, I mean, we don't know really anything about what's going to be in this re-release, do we? No, we know it's been you know it's it's a remake, it's a re-release, so it's going to go down like the, the Bionic Commando route of being completely revamped. So it could be a really good game. I just just to me, any game of that kind of age feels like it, it should be a bit cheaper because you know you I mean, what what's going to go into it other than revamping the engine? Yeah, you know, exactly. What, what really it goes doesn't... into it? It's not like they're changing the gameplay or anything, so they don't need to get writers and developing staff in. They just need to get someone who can reanimate the game, and that, that to me doesn't really warrant twelve hundred points. Correct me if yeah. I'm wrong, and flame me on boards and twitters, but I, I can't see why twelve hundred points is really worth it. Yeah, I'll be interested to see what happens here, because um, like of the twelve, there's very few. When it starts getting to twelve hundred points, I think there's it's that extra step that. A, very few people are willing to take. There's the odd game that that obviously um, Castle Crashes is 1200 points, it and was, I think yeah. that was one that tempted a lot of people just because you could play it like Carp Online. There's a reasonable amount to it. The art style was lovely, and it was a new game as yep. well. And um, the other one I remember that might have tempted some people wasn't Street Fighter 2 HD. That was 1200. That was 1200 points, but. There was a kind of a big build up. It was a full HD remake of a, a much loved game. Yep. Um, It'd be interested to see. It's very difficult. You don't get any of the real um, sort of sales figures from Xbox Live stuff. But, um... Well, that's what I was going to say. I mean, if, at least if we could, because what I'd like to know, which we'll probably never find out because it's Microsoft, but I'd like to find out how much these 1,200 points games are selling alongside 800 points, which yeah. would be difficult because they're not the same game, so they're not the same retail model. But it would still be nice to see how many like what the attach rate is for a 1200 point game compared to an 800 point because I reckon there's a lot of people out there downloading Outrun compared to they're going to download Load Runner. Yeah, I, I really, I'd love to see those figures, uh, but they're never they're never going to get released to the press. No, so I mean, I don't know of any press site that gets those figures. So no, no, um, so. it'd be lovely to see, but it's unlikely. But I mean, if you do download Load Runner, let us know what it's like. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll definitely and be I'll trying the trial. 1200 points on a crappy yeah. game. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, moving straight on, um, I'll kind of skip down the list a little bit because there's another kind of Xbox Live thing. We might as well yeah. stick with the live arcade stuff. Well. Um, but Sega are going to be releasing three retro games. Mm-hmm. To um, I'm guessing these are going to be 400 points. Hang on, we, did, yeah. we didn't say whether Load Runner was a high score or a low score. That's a fucking low score. That's <laughs> that a fucking low score. Yeah, there they go. Okay, but uh, that could well change. It's low score because I'm disappointed by the price, but um, we'll give the game a, a yeah. fair shot anyway. Of course. Um, yeah, the next one will be uh, Sega announced it's three retro games or like classic titles, which are Comic Zone, Altered Beast, and Shinobi coming to Xbox Live Arcade. I should imagine 400 points. That's the kind of typical I thing. I hope so. But the the strange thing here is it, it looks like they're coming out individually. Yet all three of these games were on the recent collection, the yeah. Sega Mega Drive collection. Which I reviewed. Which how much did that cost at the moment? Uh, sort of well, I got, I got it for twenty quid. Yeah. So uh, well, I mean, you're looking at let's say as an example, these games are four hundred points. They come out separately. They're four hundred points each. Yeah. 
uh, 800 points is about £6.20, £6.40. So you're, you're going to be looking at nearly a tenner for those three games. I know for a fact that you can get the, the Mega Drive Ultimate Collection on Xbox 360 for £12.50 online at the moment. Exactly. And, uh, you know, if it just they're seems... going to be the same three games. I can understand if they were, they were HD remixes, like Street Fighter no, and things like that. that. But if they are going to be the original games, that is, that's rubbish. Yeah. That is a definite low score. Yeah, so that's a, that's a big low score, and a kind of confusing low score for me. I'm, yeah, definitely. I'm trying to think why that would happen. I could understand maybe... Maybe they were tied into a contract with Microsoft when they first signed their contract for retro gaming. Or yeah. Um, They'd supply a certain amount just, of titles. Just really strange, that one. Um, I'd like to play them, because I want to see if they actually play exactly the same. as. I know it sounds weird, but I'd like to see if they play exactly the same as the ones on the disc. Because if yeah. they do, then there's even less reason. Yeah, strange. But they'll the have more achievements per game. Uh, but... You know that's really bizarre. Um, another is. another thing I kind of um, kind of forgot about halfway. But um, should we say about the Marvel versus Capcom two thing? Like, it's yeah, a kind it's of a mixed... rumor, really, though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's it's a mixture. Um, Sanicus love Marvel versus Capcom two. Yeah, um, awesome game. And the kind of rumors at the moment, like I th- I consider this pretty close to being confirmed yeah. almost. In just this made me do a sex way when you told me. Yeah, because, you know that. Yeah, it's, like I don't. The thing is, is there's no announcement, because there's no sort of official announcements, it's not been said that this is like a, a HD remix or anything like that. We don't know to what's happening. All we know is that some achievements have been leaked um, for the game, yeah. and it looks like Mad Cats are doing a new arcade stick, and it got an ERSB teen rating. Uh, so all of these things indicate that pretty much it's definitely coming out. Yeah, um, Yeah, and we'll know more about that later, but that's a massive high score, that one. Oh, that's a fucking enormous high score. I mean, I've yeah. said, I think it was last week when we were talking about Tatsunoku versus the Capcom. Capcom yeah. I, I did mention about Marvel vs. Capcom 2 and how much it's, it is my favourite fighting game. If this comes out, that is, we're, I'm going to do a podcast dedicated just to that game. Yeah, Fuck maybe yeah. we'll just be playing it. You just have to listen yeah, to us Yeah, you can just listen to me going, <laughs> oh, no, Fireball. Uh, but no, I'm, if that is definitely yeah. confirmed, that is superb. Yeah. From the looks of it, like you say, it's confirmed just without without anybody actually saying, yeah, it's yeah, coming Yeah, I'm not giving it a date or I anything. I mean, if achievements and that have been leaked and it's been rated, it's coming out. It's, it's blatantly coming and out. And I was confident in the. Capcom have done a really good job, like one of the best jobs of any company, I think, of bringing stuff to live arcade. Oh, definitely. But, uh, like with the HD remix, even the recent, um, the the recent game Flock that I'm not a massive fan of, um, but everything, the presentation, the art style, and everything was fantastic in that game. It just they've, wasn't to my taste. That they've definitely got the grips of using an arcade format, yeah. really, haven't they? And so I'd love to, yeah, I'd love to see to some it. stuff like Beautiful Joe. And oh, like that'd be, be awesome. We could get some of that on arcade. That'd be fantastic. So that's big high score. Um, We'll go on. Like we mentioned uh, about the Left 4 Dead content. We did. We mentioned that a little bit earlier. That was out um, earlier today. So that's um, it's Tuesday today. 21st, yes. The yeah. 21st. Um, that came out. Uh, and it's for free. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a big high score. We obviously have, have already talked about it. So we're not going to go on about it too much. But that's a massive high score. I mean, when that was a first like announced that Valve were going to do this pack, a lot of people were concerned that they were going to charge for it, especially so soon after it was released. But obviously it got delayed and it's only come it's come out now. So the game's, you know, a, a few months old now uh, and it's, it's now free. So there's not really anything to complain about. No, you know? I think it's... And to be fair, if anyone tries any of these, then any of these modes and they bitch about the quality of it, fuck you. It was free. Yeah. I think anything that like the time period, like it, I think they've got it just spot on in the way that a lot of uh, games get out the content, I feel like, almost a bit too early. Like, when yeah, they get definitely. out, like, a month after a game has come out, I kind of feel like, 
you still just kind of get into grips with everything, and like you haven't got to the stage where you're bored of it yet. Yeah. Almost. And I think sometimes you need that kind of slight downward spiral where you're starting to get used to it. You've played all the maps and everything, and then they bring out something like this for free, and it just revitalizes it. And a lot of people, I imagine, will play survival for a bit and then just be thinking. Actually, let's just go through the campaign. Even though yeah. they played it before, they just got back into the game. It's Definitely. like got everything exciting. And, uh, and like yeah. I say, we never know if they're actually going to bring anything else out. I mean, there's been no new achievements added to the new the new download, which is a shame because I think using the survival mode, they probably could have chucked a few decent achievements in. But I think with the size of the game it is and the fact that Valve's behind it and that most games you know, have a DLC pack come out now where they add achievements, I reckon we'll still see something else yet. Yeah. So, but I think as a free as a free download and something that you get for nothing, it's a massive high score. Yeah, big massive high score. High score. Big high score from both of us. Yeah. So. Um, the next thing, this is kind of it's, this is another slight, but it's a speculation week. This mm. is. Uh, but is. we've got the. Um, we spoke last week about the Motion Plus and that being announced uh, the yeah. day and everything, and um, the price was announced for that, which was twenty US dollars. It was. Um, which we was kind of thinking, you know, it'd be nice if it come out for sort of like fifteen pounds or so. Mm. But if it come out for twenty pounds, then you know, it's a little bit of a push. Push it. Maybe we go with, go with that. Um, but there's uh, looking on like various game sites and there's and uh, and uh, some of them are showing it priced at its on its own the Motion Plus part without any game or anything at the moment. That's twenty four ninety nine, twenty five yeah, pounds. That's ridiculous. Just proper rip off. That is a big <laughs> rip off. I mean, if that if that is true, I mean, obviously, like we say, this is speculation. But I mean, this is up on one of the major UK game retailers. Um, I'm not gonna say the name of the game store <laughs> yeah. um, but it, and it's up on their website I think it's up on their front page at 24.99 does like I say doesn't mention any games if that is the case the UK is going to get you know ripped off again I mean we, we normally get ripped off from, in the games industry a lot we get overpriced products um, but really I mean come on I, I, yeah. surely I can now import this then because there's no discs surely there's no region locking on a peripheral so why don't yeah, I just not... import it cheaper then? Yeah, it seems, I can't understand this. It does seem really strange. The other thing that seems strange is I, I really didn't like we mentioned it last week. It's coming out on its own before it comes out with Wii Sports too, and um, that seems strange in itself. I I just feel it should have been thirty pounds maybe the game and the Motion Plus yeah, thing, definitely. and it just comes out with because I'm not sure what games are using it. I'm not sure what games are going to benefit a lot from the extra sensitivity because a lot of games tend to kind of like dull down the sensitivity mm, as it do, is yeah. uh, rather than be up but there'll I probably mean, how be many, some interesting things if you think about it I mean go, talking on that point I didn't mean to interrupt you but talking on that no. point I mean like you say how many games are going to use it I mean I can't think of many Nintendo games that are going to need the Motion Plus to flip a pancake or yeah. to roll a, a bit of dough out I mean you're only really mm. talking about maybe sports games and you know, going on what some other podcasts have said and what people are saying on forums and boards and stuff. I mean, you're going to see a, a fuck ton of sword games. Like, yeah. you're probably going to see a new lightsaber game. There'll be some some kind of like sword fine lightsaber. I think uh, it's possibly that Red Steel Two will use yeah. Motion Plus and have that in there, which it could make that a little bit more interesting. And I can see some games like tennis or baseball. And things like that maybe improve. It's, it's hard to really tell how the improvements will be, and how, it's hard to tell how many games will use it. With it being an add-on, you you never know what's going to happen. Um, we, like, for instance, Wii Fit is massively popular itself. It's always mm. on the top of the charts, but there's only a, there's a very small number of other games that actually use 
yeah. that peripheral and use it in an interesting or, or clever way. I do wonder if one day everyone's going to have to have a different cupboard in their house just, just for, for all the wee stuff. Well, my thing well, is... This I one's was... covered in a condom as well, isn't it? <clears throat> I, well, I, I was thinking, I wonder if they are not going to bring out... Like, I know this wouldn't happen, but I was thinking, imagine if they didn't bring out a Wii 2, that they just added things to it. So say so maybe you get like, you've got the, the, the... it's all. Imagine if the... Wii or like remote with the Motion Plus was the equivalent of the Wii 2's controller that they just yeah. kind of refine what it's doing rather than ever have a upgrade and it may yeah because it could well be a very long time so we see a new Wii yeah so definitely is that possibility yeah I think it you know it, going back to the original topic I mean if it comes out of that price that's ridiculous I'm going to import one yeah and that was I the low score that's definitely a low score um, I mean obviously we're going to wait for confirmation and we'll bring you news And but you know go and check out some of the sites and see what you can find but I think anyone that owns a Wii if it's going to stay at that price you need to get yourself you know importing some from the US because it's going to be a damn sight cheaper yeah yeah so a bit cheaper. of a low score at the moment on that one um, talking of price we'll jump over to this one which is the Beatles rock band ah right yeah and that's going to be £180 just with the full band yeah this not, is... not the actual Beatles, because I think well, they str- I think they struggle doing that. Yeah, it's it's hard to get them all together. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, I, I believe you get the drums. Yeah. You get the drums in a in a pearl. The mother, mother of pearl, pearl finish. finish. You get the mic with the mic stand. You get is it the bass guitar? The bass guitar. Yeah, but you don't get a guitar. And yeah, I don't think you get the lead guitar. No, apparently not. And you don't Which get any Which makes me wonder what they're going to do. Either. This was the thing I wanted. The big thing I wanted was mm. to come with four Beatles wigs. Four Beatles wigs would be great. I wanted it to come there. with a yellow submarine. Yeah. Personally. But I, I think... It's going to sell. It's going to fucking sell, isn't it? I mean, <clears throat> I'd like to sit here and say it's not going to sell. It's not going to sell. It's not going to sell. Because to me, if you already own rock band... You've, you've probably got the band set up, which means you're not going to need it for the Beatles. But to be fair, there are going to be so many Beatles fans out there going to say, fuck it, I just want the drums or I want yeah. the bass. You a know. lot of them will do. It'll come out as this pack. The thing that amazes me, at £180... You could buy a Wii for that. Well, I was thinking you could get an Xbox arcade yep. and probably Guitar Hero 3 with the guitar. You so that's could, an entire yeah. console, a game, and a guitar peripheral for yeah. £180. You could probably get... It's a lot of money. It costs more than consoles. It does cost <laughs> it more than consoles. It sounds crazy. That but we've I always think... said about games. Get, well, our new games are getting more expensive this generation. But <laughs> no, I think it's going to be a good. It's going to be a good pack as well. And I think it's interesting that it comes with a mic stand as well, because obviously it's the first band games come with a mic stands. And uh, there's rumours that there's going to be harmonising in this game as well. Yeah. That you're going to have two mics and that you can harmonise with each other, which to me just sounds like shits and giggles written all over it. It's going to be a great fun game. Yeah, yeah, it'll be fun. Oh, it's, it's really, I hadn't really thought about this too much, first of all, but are we going high score or low score with this one? Um, I think, I think to I be think honest, high it's too expensive. Yeah, I think high score that it's the Beatles. Oh, definitely. I mean, I'm, I'm going to be getting it hands down. I, I'm going to have it pre-ordered because it's the Beatles. And, and I think the only low score, gods. I think, is that it would have been nice if you'd had, um, obviously because of like the Beatles setup, if you'd had like the lead guitar as well. So, so yeah. I'm not, they obviously, uh, I'm guessing they can't get that in for that price, but it'd be nice if you've got the guitar, the mic, uh, well, the two guitars, the mic and the drums, and then yeah, you would, would, would nice. have had the Beatles, your own Beatles, bootleg yeah. band, you could have been doing gigs. <laughs> <laughs> it would be nice. I, I'm I'm hoping that they're going to do something along the lines of the band, and then maybe, you know, like in a month's time, we might have an announcement that you can buy the game and maybe just a guitar, you know, like a replica McCartney guitar or something like that, and yeah, sort cool. of see what else they can get out of it but i will say that all these plastic peripherals that the, this is our carbon footprint this is why our carbon footprint is so big 
can you imagine what the landfill is going to be like in the next console generation of all these peripherals that don't work anymore? Yeah, it's, it's going to be a landfill full of guitars. Yeah, exactly. There's, there's, there is. I've all, I always used to complain about having a steering wheel sitting in my cupboard for a while. Not a real one, obviously. This is, I'm talking yeah, about a course. games one. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Not yeah. some kind of weirdo who keeps scrap in their cupboard. No. Um, but um, yeah, I was always kind of like, oh, that's in the cupboard. I don't use it enough. Um, but there's really uh, getting a, a lot of these sort of add-ons. And like to be fair, it sells it sells loads. But everyone who plays it enjoys it. Yeah. It's good enough, but there is a there is a lot of extra stuff, and um, yeah, it's mounting up with all the consoles. Uh, we'll move on. A couple of extra stories, so not much else here. But um, the Street Fighter Four content, I was thinking about mentioning this when we yep. said about uh, the Left 4 Dead content. But yeah, the Street Fighter Four content, that's another pack of free content, and it, it adds is, yeah. it's, it's a tournament play. It adds a tournament play. I, I don't know a huge amount about it because it has only been announced quite recently. Yeah. Um, but I think it's basically just going to bring what all the hardcore Street Fighter players want. Yeah, and um, I, I know that. In the tournament play, there's tournaments of sort of different tiers of yeah. tournaments, and by winning matches or losing matches, kind of like you're, I guess, a bit like matchmaking and things like that. It you accrue so many points from winning matches, and then if once you get enough points, you can enter tournaments within the next tier. Is yeah. is, is how I, I've read that that works, which is quite nice. I think a lot of people um, would love like the arcade scene to come back when you're playing these uh, things, at, um, playing like, especially fighting games, which are always massive for tournaments. Um, it'd be not. I think people would like kind of like rekindle that in their home. Mm-hmm, you can get like your Street Fighter if you've got an arcade stick or something. And then, yeah, it's a, it, the only way I've found to get better at fighting games is to play other people. Like, yeah, you can play oh, yeah. the computer as much as you want, and you can learn moves. But when you start playing real uh, real people, at it, that's when you start getting really good, yeah. and it's really enjoyable as well. Mm-hmm. So the only thing I've seen really about this is there's going to be two slightly different versions for the two main consoles. I know the PS3 is getting certain yeah. features that the 360 yeah. isn't. I know one of them's getting a replay feature. Yeah, what happens is that the, as far as I can remember, the PlayStation version gets, um, I think you can maybe watch, you can watch other people playing, mm-hmm. like other other people who have played in tournaments, and you can rate them. Right. And then you can, so you, I guess it's some kind of like five-star rating, yeah. and you can rate it to get the best ones. Uh, the Xbox has got a really interesting feature, which I kind of think is like, they've got a bit of a bonus getting this one, where you can, rather than streaming them, you download um, tournament matches that have been played. Oh, just where you see the button press. Yeah, and you, yeah. Can, and you can watch the two people play, and you can also bring up the button prompts for the moves that they're doing. So like, if you was really into it, and you really want to see, and you wanted to see like how they like, Countered one move and fainted into something else, and you're like trying to get up to that kind of high level play. I think that's awesome that you can do. Yeah, that. definitely. So, and I must admit, it's, I think it's going to be good for the hardcore Street Fighter fans because I mean, I, I literally just yesterday was watching uh, on YouTube the final of the Street Fighter Two, Street Fighter Four tournament that was yeah. in the States, and watching Daigo take another trophy home All right, against Wong. Um, and it was absolutely superb to watch. And I think anyone who's a fan of Street Fighter who likes watching the replays and likes watching the stuff on YouTube. We'll get an absolute, you know, gem of a download there. I think it's going to be huge. I mean, that to me is a definite high score. Yeah, yeah, I don't play Street Fighter for enough, but I think the fans that do and the fans that want that, they're going to be over the moon with the content yeah. they're going to get from that. And at least it's not just another bloody costume pack. Yeah, and I think Capcom have been, in a lot of ways, have been really good at listening to what fans of their games have wanted. I know that Street Fighter Four changed a lot, and they spoke yeah. to a lot of tournament players and Street Fighter 
HD had the same. I know Lost Planet 2 has been announced. I know that they took on board a lot of the multiplayer things that people had said and people wanted to play co-op and they're adding that. And I think, yeah, it's awesome that they've obviously people have like voiced that there's these kind of things, these kind of tournament features. So it's like maybe it's something they wanted in originally in the game Mm -hmm. and it wasn't there, but it's added and it's free. It's not like they're ripping anyone off. Like a massive high score. That's fantastic. Um, what else we got? And uh, well, that's really it. I think there's a couple of other things I was kind of thinking of talking about, but I'm, I'm going to leave them. No, that's fine. I, I, it's uh, obviously not big enough news. No, it's it's kind of so specialised that I, I don't know. I'll put something on Twitter about it <laughs> rather than boring people on here. That sounds good. Um, well, we've, next up, we've got our, our questions and topics section. Yeah, we've we got the kind of community where we I'll go through a couple of community games yeah. and uh, a couple of the community letters and things. Yeah, so that sounds great. Going to take a little break here, and yep. uh, we'll be back in a few moments. Super. Hello there, and uh, welcome back to the final part of uh, this week's podcast. We're going to go over a few of the uh, community games and a bit of our community feedback. Um, so, should we start with the community games? Yeah, let's, let's that. get that, get that done. Way. So I know it's not exactly been the best week for community no, games, does it? Some weeks, some weeks you get some real gems come out. Like Sometimes there's a few games, and sometimes there's some games with some incredible potential and things. This week was pretty lame in terms yeah. of... Well, it's, um, it's not been good at all. I, th- like, I want to start off with the good stuff. I think there's, and really, this is like, we're clutching at straws a little bit this week. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's a. I got strived to play a little game called uh, Xeno Arena. Yeah, just had a go on that. Yeah. Just, just had a go there, and um, yeah, we're not saying this is awesome. I'm not saying it's definitely worth the money, but um, I find it interesting to look at some of the community stuff. I've obviously, as part of the podcast, I kind of do this thing, and I try and keep up with as much as I can. It's interesting to see how things develop and maybe keep an eye on certain developers just as they improve. Um, but this is a game kind of like overhead shooter. It's, it's It uses uh, twin sticks, but the second stick aims rather than firing. Yeah. And you're using the bumper to fire. Um, but if you have a little go at the trial of this, I, I'd say have a go at the trial and you may think, oh, I'm like, this is shit, I'm going to go and play Call of Duty. Um, but it's, it's, I think it's worth... Um, worth having a look and just seeing how like i think the guy's done a fairly good job but yeah, like it's, it's it seems more content. of a i don't know like a kind of tech demo kind of like a demonstration yeah, of what he could do rather than like a fully blown game but it plays all right yeah it, it feels it's, like more something like a concept rather than the actual finished product but yeah. i mean we as we were playing through it you know like zach said he's a top-down shooter uh, i mean things like we've said about how he really needs to make the power up slightly bigger a little bit more vibrant on the screen the enemies, they're, they're very few and far between, but when they are quick. there, they just speed up <laughs> yeah. to you and start munching you. I think slowing the enemies down and adding a few more would yeah. add to the atmosphere of the game. But otherwise, graphically, it's nice. He's got a nice layout. He uses the minimap really well. Um, he's got that kind of fog effect over the level, so you don't really know what you're walking into, which is great. And the music on it's really atmospheric. Yeah, he's yeah, done it's... a really nice job. It's just it's not quite as polished as you would hope it would be when yeah, you first look at yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. It's more like, I would say... To, I'd say it's one of those ones where the trial was pretty much enough really for you yeah. to see what it's doing um another one uh wanted to mention was uh blueprint blueprint racer 4d yeah this isn't bad though. yeah this, like this this is a fairly high production value yeah, for, for, for an xna game yeah. yeah and um i think yeah another one definitely worth a look at try the trial um and this is 
it's a, a 3D racer. You got the view kind of like in Outrun, where you sort of um, above and behind the car, and you go in around tracks that are similar to kind of track mania's kind of tracks, yeah. aren't they? It's kind of um, at angles with uh, steep corners and that. Um, the thing is, um, I'm not totally sure. It doesn't seem like you're racing other people. It seems more like a yeah, time look, trial. Thing. Yeah, look, because you had a ghost as well, didn't you? After yeah. the first lap, you had a ghost to start with you. Yeah, and graphically, it's in, it's it's quite impressive graphically, although everything is kind of blue. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think the it, as it says it in the name, as, and people listening to the podcast are probably wondering what's going on. I mean, it's, like I said, it's called Blueprint Racer, and it literally just looks like a blueprint of a level. It's all it's all blue grid work, so. The I think the scenery is quite difficult to really look at, isn't it? But it, yeah. it does look nice. Like you say, there's a straight part of the the race where you go race through some wind turbines, don't you? And yeah. that actually looks really, really nicely done. Yeah. Um, but it would have just been nice for some slight differentiation. Yeah. It's, no, some slight difference in in some of the scenery, really. Yeah. So it's like another one that show that I'm not going to say I'm going to recommend buying it, but it shows some potential. I think these, definitely like, play it. I mean, it's only could... 200 points, isn't it? Yeah, it's only so you could it. buy it if you really enjoyed the trial, but it's yeah, just you, not. I would say that a lot of community games now, that people thinking of buying them, you have to kind of think uh, think of it as supporting the person who's doing yeah. it rather than maybe like paying out. It's like 200 points isn't much. And if you think, oh, like these guys are onto something and they could do something better, I think that they will would definitely need some kind of money coming back. It's a bit like we were saying with GTA and, and, Pro, yeah. and Broken Sword, you know, if you don't go out and buy it, these people are, you know, might not be making games much longer. And yeah. it was a really competent racer. Mm. It just wasn't doing the things that it should be doing. Um, yeah. But obviously, if we do support them as best as we can, they might come back in two, three months' time with an absolutely fantastic race. And yeah, and I think it'd be I just good. hope it's a kart based race because that's exactly yeah, they what could, Xbox They could do something, make the hand in a little bit more fun. This, uh, have a few little changes with uh, with the visual style slightly. Um, another one is it's a puzzle game called Rotorize. You didn't really see this no, one. I didn't um, play this. Really hard to explain what it is, but it's quite a nicely polished puzzle game. And what it is is um, you have a a grid of squares. Uh, starts off on easy as a five by five grid of squares, mm. and the grid can rotate either uh, clockwise or anti-clockwise. And you know, before you make your move, you know which way the grid is going to rotate the next time. So it'll either rotate 90 degrees clockwise, anti-clockwise, or won't rotate. And the point is, is that you do your move. So say you move one square to the right, and then rather than staying on that square, then then the grid will rotate, and your landing space will be on the grid on the square after it's rotated. A little bit complicated. But all it means is that you've got to think, all right, it's going to move that way round. So when I move, I'm really going to land there rather than the square that I'm on. And the idea is to collect uh, their sort of fruit and collectibles you can collect. And you have to get to the middle of the grid and collect as many of the the good things you can whilst avoiding the traps. Right. And um, uh, yeah, and it's it's quite nice. It's quite nicely polished tile. It's a little bit confusing to get your head around, but um, yeah, another one that I think yeah, I think all of this week the good ones, rather than being absolutely excellent, are all kind of like just good potential ones. Um, can we talk about the other one? The other yes, the other game can. I made you play because it was rubbish. Yeah, this. Uh, and I don't mean any disrespect to the guy who made it, but there were certain flaws in it that. It can't really be forgiven. <laughs> it's download Strike Force Psy, and that's a PSI. You should see Zach's face. He actually does look like he feels quite bad for this <laughs> no, guy. Like... And I feel bad for him, but there are certain problems in this game that 
you know, people like us as gamers need to address. Yeah, I think that the main problems that I would highlight would be sort of the music, the visuals, the gameplay. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> the fact that the, this guy is running the, through a level with a gun used. levitating in front of his face rather yeah. than holding it, and the gun is about half the size of his body. And all it is is a fucking wolf, the PPK with the silencer on it, it's, really. It's incredible. You really have to got, have got to see it to believe it. Um, <laughs> I just feel so bad. This guy is obviously, he's put in a lot of work, but, you know, to be fair, it really isn't a very good game. <laughs> it's, all, it's awful. It's really not very good at all. But I do feel bad for him, and, and obviously, you know, do check it out. But, you know... XNA is a great platform, and what he's basically made is a side-scrolling shooter, and yeah. in like a Rolling Thunder style, and it could have been done really well. But especially considering the Xbox Live Arcade does have openings for games like this in it, but it's just not. No, it's nothing. But, it really I, I just want people to try and give the only some thing comments. he's really got is nice JPEGs in the background. And that's yeah, about it's it. got some, a couple of nice pictures of cactuses in the background. Yeah, um, and it seems that it's a little bit topical, I suppose. It's set in the Middle East, the first. Yeah, <laughs> maybe it was his stab at um, six days in Fallujah. Yes, so um, yeah, definitely have a go at that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure why it's called Strike Force Sci. Yeah, there was no psychic no powers. Kind of, of it. I feel so bad ripping this psychic, podcast. psychic powers. No, but sometimes, it, as I say, it's been a it's been a bad week, and um, you know, uh, maybe like this guy could come out with something awesome. At some point, but I like. I hope he does. Sometimes it's worth playing some games that aren't too good to give yourself a good full spectrum between yeah. what is the best that is things actually, and what is, is the worst. That is actually a really things. good point because a lot of people don't go into the community game session. They don't look at what XNA has been given out. So if you went and played something like Strike Force Sight, which isn't a very good game, it's not been very well designed. But then you went and played something like Super Cow, which we talked about last yeah. week, which is beautifully designed, has fantastic sound, great artwork, etc. You will get it will make you want to play Supercal more because you will have seen the stuff that's not so great out there. And I think, you know, even though we are ripping on this guy and we are, you know, probably being quite nasty, yeah. um, the end of the day, you know, he has put his content up there. And we would only, we would rip this, if, if it was made by Konami or Namco or Sega, if they brought out a game that was like this, we would rip that as well. And so at the end of the day, the guy's just got to take the criticism. I think he has got the potential to make a great game because he had a great concept. It's just it wasn't actually delivered properly. Yeah. And I'm not going to say anything more. No, I think I'm going to stop there, man. I'm sorry I started giggling there. I might that go was... a bit over the top. Like when you, I think if, someone, if you play that game, like you'll understand. Yeah, play that game and then put this section of the podcast on. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, actually, yeah, it'd be a good time. It, it would be great there. fun. Um, so, and really, that's all of the community stuff that's going Um I was saying, <laughs> talking to Stribe earlier, I think... It's worth, like, maybe, because some games have come out previously mentioning some other good ones that are definitely worth trying. Um, there's another one called, uh, I think it's Easy Golf Architect, which is, uh, yeah, yeah, it was 800 points, that got dropped to 400 points. That's uh, quite a nice little uh, golf game, a bit like the old style, where you have the power bar rather than using the swing yeah. or anything, and you can create golf courses. Uh, another one called, um, is it Weapons... What's that one? The weapons of weapon of choice. Choice weapon of choice. That one. That's pretty good. A bit like I. I prefer Contra. Um, obviously. Uh, well, con- I like I like the new Contra on the Nintendo DS. That's a really good one. But um, yeah, that's worth looking at. 
um, and uh, Groove is a re- yeah, another Groove really, is still a fantastic game. really I, awesome game. I will I will give that guy props uh, forever. Really, I really do hope that Microsoft swing in and scoop him up and put him in a design studio and get a proper version made. Yeah. So um, yeah, going to end the community stuff there. Hopefully, there'll be some better stuff. And yeah, I, I think yeah, try if you got a bit of spare time, try out some of those things. Just like try out some of the some of the good stuff we said just um, out of interest and uh, yeah definitely and if you want to try out the last game try it out I'm sure it'll be happy for people to to, yeah. to be downloaded get and get the right. uh, so now we're going to move on to some uh, some questions and topics from, from you guys out there um, we've got a few tricky ones in here and we've got a, a, you know a good fun question to answer um, first one We've mentioned it before on the show, uh, and we are getting feedback, uh, you know, from a lot of you. But we we just sort of picked some of the best questions. Uh, we'd like to say we've mentioned it before on the show. A guy called Def Mash, who's a good friend of ours, um, gave us a question, which is quite a tough question. Um, but we'll, it's been mentioned on a few other podcasts. So I think we should really tackle it. Which is, when do you think the next generation of consoles will be out, and do we really need another generation of consoles? How do we see the future of gaming? Yeah, no, this so this is a fucker. Yeah, no, no, it's a great question. Um, it's a tough question because, I mean, with everything like on live and all this cloud-based systems, it does make you wonder. I still, th- I think there's definitely going to be another generation of consoles. I'm just not sure how they're going to be based, whether they'll be cloud-based or disk-based. Yeah, or really home. interesting. Um, I, my guess is, we kind of spoke about this before, I kind of think that not this E3, but 2010 E3. So not this one, but the next one. Yeah. I get a feeling that I could see Microsoft announcing a new console. Yeah, I think there. that E3 is when we'll start getting some rumblings or some at least some design specs and some names and announcements. But I think yeah. we're probably a couple of years off of the next console. I mean, PlayStation 3 still, you know, it's been a slow start. It hasn't reached a decent groove where you can say, you know, that they're using the full potential of the machine. I still think even the 360, you know, even though they're reaching the potential of the machine, that's not a bad thing. We can still get really good games even at 100% the potential of the 360. Yeah, I'd be interested to see what stuff they could do with um, update, like that they had the NXE, the new dashboard yeah. update. Um, I think the big difference is a lot of people are kind of seeing happening is that um, graphics, like there's always improvements that could be made in graphics and faster Definitely. graphics cards and things like that. But I think a lot of games are finding that possibly that their art style is more important than uh, than actually making things look more lifelike. And in yeah. that way, that they're kind of like finding some limits. I think that the community things. I think if there's abilities to um, link things to things like Facebook and things like that, I think yeah. there's big opportunities where they could do sort of reinvent the console like they have with the they kind of did with the with the dashboard update um it's hard to see i'm not sure what sony will do about home um as far as i'm aware it's just not particularly popular with people no i mean i think last week they they held a star trek um meet in there and they actually designed avatars for the some of the cast and for jj abrams and they did like a little thing for the community in there where you could go along with your home avatar and you could ask questions and generally see you know what what the cast were up to i didn't personally go on and have a look and i haven't seen any youtube footage but i think one of the downsides to home is that because of the way it launched and the way the community took it on board that it's really it was really just seen as something more comical rather than something that's actually going to be functional and i kind of really want to see what happened in that Star yeah. Trek meet just to see if it was lots of people doing the Running Man while J.J. Abrams was trying to explain how he developed Star Trek the movie. Yeah, I just find that every 
even with Xbox, you get, and it's the same with like forums or anything that people have their gamer tag or this like forum name and that, and they have this like anonymity. Um, and it's to a lot of people that's just kind of an excuse to to misbehave in certain ways. And I, yeah. find, I, I think that that could be the annoying thing that like anyone knows who's played any online games that for every so many games you play against random strangers, you're gonna get some people. Um, either saying something maybe offensive or quitting out, or because they're not winning, and like various kinds of things like that. And I just find it hard to imagine <laughs> that unless people are no, like with it being free and everything as well, that you can just it just seems that you could set up this uh, like a, a gamer tag on the PlayStation, yeah. and you could go in there and you can do whatever you want, and people can be trying to do something, and you might be able to like disrupt that in certain ways. Yeah, and there's I'm, no real sort of like there doesn't seem like there's much of a punishment or a banning sort of system on there, because obviously if you ban someone's gamer tag on, or I'll say PSN ID, on, on the PSN network, it's, you know, they just go and create another another name. It's not yeah. really a punishment. Yeah, not so... like on Xbox where you're losing some money and you're losing, you know, all what you could lose, all your achievement points and things yeah. like that. Yeah, exactly. You know, you're not losing um, anything. I think, uh, going kind of back to the consoles, I think there's a, uh, there seems from rumours a fairly good chance of a new PSP, of some sort. Yeah, I think we might see that so at E3. We'll, we'll see that. So, let's think. Uh, so, when did the Xbox come out? Was it... Oh, it was 04, wasn't it? it was over 05? 05, I think. 05. I'm just trying to think how many... I'm, I'm, like, I would guess that... If I had to guess at the moment, I would say sort of 2011-12 for maybe new Xbox. Yeah, I think you might and be looking at launch. Yeah, so, I think maybe if there was time. a new... If it goes with the new generation, I think it may be 2012... I guess, yeah, that's a pure pure guess I at think the moment. It, I think the, the the question of whether we're going to get anything, I, I think we're we're definitely going to get consoles of some kind. It's just going to be what they are, whether they're you know digital distribution, whether they're cloud based, or whether they're disc based. I think yeah. we're definitely still going to get more consoles. Um, I think the only one who could possibly say that they're not going to bring out a new console is Nintendo, and that's only yeah. because I think you know as we've said, you. There's so many different things you can do with the Wii in terms of bringing out new peripherals and, and changing the motion system and things like that. But they might not necessarily think that they need to bring one out. Yeah, I get a feeling that they may. There's possibly they may do the kind of thing the way they kind of just phase it out, like the the DSi with the DS Lite. I know they're saying that they're going to be selling both. Yeah, um, they're not there, are they? But really? yeah, you just get the impression that it's got that like faster processor, and then after a period of time, there'll be less and less lights, and then it will just be the DSi, the new one, rather than this kind of like. DS2 yeah. kind of thing. And I, I could see them doing that with the Wii as well. Like so that would be the Wii. Slight... <laughs> Another eye on that would be, yes. wouldn't it? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I but... totally agree. I do think you're going to be... I think that's really their business model the, the whole time. Though, cause obviously, you went Game Boy, Game Boy Advance, and you had the SP version, and obviously the DS, the DS Lite, the DSi. So really, we're looking at the Wii and then probably another version of the Wii rather than an actual sequel-based Technically, yeah. Concerned. And was part of the question: Do we want another generation, or do we want? Uh, do we sooner? think that we need another generation? Um, I I do think we need another generation. I think we need to keep moving forward. I just yeah, I think we I'm do. Scared sometimes. of the next generation. right now. I don't. I, like, I I think like many gamers that we love the new technology and things. And if they was to announce at this E3, if they said, right, we've got this new console, it's coming out next year, and it's like four times more powerful than the 360, and they show like this amazing footage and that, like everyone's going to get excited anyway. Um, we do love that, but. Yeah, I think a lot of people are thinking that where the Xbox original Xbox was kind of cut short with the release of the 360, 
that I think gamers are happy to just continue enjoying great games. Like great games are coming out. There's going to be even more great stuff coming out this year. There's like some stuff announced that sounds awesome, and there's obviously stuff that's going to be announced at E3. Um, and I think yeah, I think at the moment everyone, I, I would say I'm really happy to just keep carrying enjoying the consoles we've got at the moment for at least a, a fair while longer, and then obviously get some big build up sometime. I, de- I would like a new cons- a console um, rather than it just being continuous sort of software updates because everyone likes that new thing. You got a new controller, yeah. a new console, exciting, go there launch day. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, some some really good stuff. I'd, I'd definitely like to see another console. Um, I'm I, as I said like a second ago, I think I'm just ne- just generally scared of what the next generation is going to bring because I think whatever the next generation is, it's going to be something radically different to what we're seeing now. Yeah. I think obviously the jump to HD was radically different, but because technology is moving so fast, and you know, it's literally a case of like something that like TV that comes out today is going to be out of date tomorrow, very much like computers and PCs have always been. But I think that's now coming down to consoles. I think the next thing we're going to see is maybe a different form of HD. Obviously, there's people playing around with 3D vision and stuff yeah. like that as well now, uh, and obviously cloud-based stuff. So I'm excited for the next generation, but I'm slightly apprehensive. I think yeah. I think we've kind of answered that question. Yeah, yeah, kind I of. Think, I, I think we said that we we think there will be another generation. My guess was around sort of 2012. Yeah, I'm going to say 2011, I, but only because yeah. I think Microsoft have already got the ball rolling. Yeah, yeah, it's a good possibility. And I think that it, it paid such great dividends that they got the Xbox 360 out before the PlayStation 3. I think that they've seen that the huge sales that they've had and obviously uh, taken a lot more of the market share. Well, I don't know how it works out, but out of Sony role, like I know yeah. the Wii's had like a massive effect here. Um, but yes, yeah, so we'll say that around about that time. Yeah, definitely. We would like it, and um, yeah, obviously we're, we're excited about that. Yeah. So when we're still doing the podcast in that amount of time, you can tell us that we were wrong. Yeah. Um, okay. The next question is going to come from a guy called Audio Joe, um, and he says, uh, "Which games would you give a ten to from your gaming history?" I think this is related to what I said on the podcast last week. Where we were talking about our scoring system, yeah. and I said that it's very unlikely that you'll see a game get a ten uh, unless it's perfect. Um, and I think he's kind of picked up on that and is really asking. Um, for me, Final Fantasy VII, question over. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. I know, being, being serious, my, right. the first thing that came to my mind was Final Fantasy VII because I can't really find a fault with it. Okay, I'll go with uh, Mario 64. Yeah, I can agree with that. Ocarina uh, of Time. Ocarina of Time, the Legends of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Uh, there's, there's quite a few. I mean, There's a couple, I think... It's going to take possibly you... Halo One. You think from when it came out? Yeah, like at, at the point that it came out, I think I don't it know, was I think like have to go with Halo Two. Biggest... Yeah, Only but because I think... it brings something different to the table. Yeah, I think with the online multiplayer, I think obviously like the big addition. I just think at the time when like obviously the Xbox One just launching and Halo coming out, and I think it really kind of rejuvenated the possibility possibility of like great shooters on yeah, a console. That's very true. Yeah. Um, I think I'd well, have I think to put maybe like Goldeneye in there. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Split between that one and not. Um, I'm I trying think to think. Maybe Half Life. It's a difficult one to bring to. ten out of ten though, because you are really talking. If, and, and I think we have to do this as if we were reviewing it and on our yeah. review scale, that ten out of ten, as we've said, has to be an, a perfect or a fraction away from perfection. Yeah, um, and there aren't many games out there that are. No, I'd go with the I'd go with the Mario, the Zelda, and the Final Fantasy. Yeah, Final Fantasy VII is a definite for me. Um, there aren't that many more games. That I no, think, so. there's some of them retrospectively that I feel that if I was like as I think about them now, I think 
maybe Super Mario Kart, the SNES one. Yeah. Like just when you think back about how much you've played it and sort of what a big effect, and that really that no other kart racer has has really improved upon it. No. Like, like the later Mario Karts are all all really good, and um, but you haven't really had any real competitors to that. Um, can you think of anything else? I would have. I should have really prepared a bit more. Yeah, for this I was one, thinking but... I should have, prepared, you know, really prepared for this question. But it's one of those things that, on the spare of the moment, you start to think of other things. But in my personal opinion, there's only really those few games that stand up to what could be perfection. I don't think there's anything in this current generation that I could really give a ten to. If I had to, if you had to force me to choose, it would be something like Oblivion, where it offered so much. But in this generation, I can't really think of any. Anything I would give a ten to. Yeah, there's some that are really like I would. There's some games where I'd kind of be flitting between whether I'd do a nine or ten. I think Halo Three I'll be flitting between because of all yeah. the stuff that it does. But I'd probably overall with the campaign and everything maybe just err on the side of caution and go with a nine. Um, and as for anything else, I can't I think, think of any other. No, tens. I think a lot of the stuff is sort of nines and that it would be really really close to 10 there's probably a couple of games that people some people could mention where it could have gone that way yeah but it's just something yeah we we really do think about think about it a lot and we do because we how we feel is that that 10 is really like the ultimate score it's like some magazines you'll read and some other sites will see see a game that is really good and would give it a ten. Like they just give a number of games tens because they are really good, which is fair enough. It's how they how they work their system. But we would really like it to be. We like I think you get and with every console you maybe get one two three games during the generation which are truly exceptional games yeah. that have really done in a lot of terms done something that maybe you just didn't even think was possible on the previous console yeah. or something. So. I'd like to see what the community think about it. I, I, yeah, I'd, I'd like to see what what people think they would give a 10 to because it's a very difficult question. I mean, if you take into consideration, you know, what we've said about our review score and how we're going to work 1 to 10, yeah. um, I'd like to see what people would say because there are yeah, a lot of games out there. Yeah, just see their opinions about whether they agree with us or disagree yeah, in terms of what how, how we're doing things. Yeah, definitely. That was a very tough question, though, to be fair, because I don't think, I can think of many games that I would give a 10 to because I don't consider anything to be perfect. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's all got issues somewhere. Yeah, so it's a tough one, yeah. Yeah. Um, moving on to our next question from uh, Cymac. Um, he's asked what our top five co-op games are. He hasn't specified whether he wants it to be this generation or throughout gaming history. Um, but to me, co-op gaming has really got, sort of come into its own since like the Xbox PS2 generation. Yeah. Um, I know Zach's got one from the PS1 generation, yeah, and he yeah. can't remember the title of it. So no, I just gonna... remembered that we. I, the thing was, I remembered that we was talking about this in the in the break, and we, we did think that we was going to organise a list, but we didn't actually do that, no, we did we? No. <laughs> but but we'll go on. Yeah, but that's so, the way we do things. That's how we roll. So, um, like, what was we going to go with? Well, um, I, I know this, the ones I want to mention. I don't think I can actually narrow it down to a top five, and I certainly couldn't put it into an order. But I know. Well, we'll go games. through some of them, and then we'll try and maybe do something. Yeah, that's so, what we can do. So, what have we got? Okay, well, I'll try and write them down. Okay, um, I'm going to say Resident Evil Five. Resident Five, yeah, Resident new one. Five, yeah. It's a superb co-op game, and you've all heard me talk about it enough. I'm not going to go on about it, but it's fantastic. I think um, Gears One, I think Gears One and Gears Two need to be given the same entry though, because they're effectively the same yeah. game, different story. Yeah. They don't really do. Well, actually, if I had to decide, I'd go with Gears One because of that stupid fucking three-legged race level. All right, yeah. In yeah. Gears Two, where you have to carry that chest. Yes. Wound yeah. me up. Um, so I, I would have to 
you know, err on the side of Gears 1 for that. Um, what was the other ones we was going to go through? Um, I definitely think Saints Row 2 needs to be in there. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit of a weird one because it's kind of that. That would be on my of... list. I think our lists would differ, but I'm, I think yeah. on my list, I'd have to put Saints Row 2 on there because it's it's just laugh out loud funny. And it's a great game to play co-op, especially when you just want to have a laugh with people. And another one for me has to be Left 4 Dead. Oh, yeah, and Left 4 Dead, yeah. I'm Left sure there was one other good. sort of proper co-op game, uh, like campaign-wise co-op game Halo that, 3. We men- that we mentioned. Yeah, maybe Halo 3, the energy. I remembered, I actually bloody remembered the name of that game. Yeah. Right, PlayStation 2 game uh, called Curry Curry Mix. Ah, right, That's yeah. what that game was, and that's uh, spelt with a K each time. And, um, yeah, I think that's a, that's a game that could come to arcade. And it's, I'm not saying it's in, in... It's not incredible in terms of the game, but it was a game that was purely based on co-op gameplay. And, um, basically... What it, it, the whole game was based on, is if you can imagine the parts in Gears where you split up and go down a different path and you have to do things to aid each other. Yeah. Um, then uh, it, this game was completely like that. It'll sound weird. You control, I think it was two little coloured bunny rabbits. Right. One was maybe pink, one was maybe blue. Right. But yeah, you go for the level. It's a good laugh if you can. I have to find think you were on an acid trip. Yeah, yeah. No, it could, it could well have been a dream that I had at some point, but. Um, yeah, that would be quite. I quite like that to come to arcade or PSN or something. It would and, be um, good to see, yeah. I'm not sure. I, I doubt. I think it'd be very hard to find it. But I'm sure if, if you've played that game, like let us know. Yeah, give it, us a shout. Oh. I think another game that's just come to my mind that would be good for co-op would actually be something like uh, Rainbow Six Vegas Two. Yeah, the terrorist hunt and stuff. Terrorist hunt. I mean, I, I know I personally spent a lot of time on there with a few friends, and um, anyone who kind of got their terrorist hunt on was was playing it loads and loads and loads. And I think. It may not necessarily be campaign co-op, but there's definitely, you know, I can't wait for Vegas 3 because if they start doing more terrorist hunt stuff, it's just amazing co-op experience yeah. to work together as a team <clears throat> properly. I think what Vegas has with the terrorist hunt is something that Left 4 Dead plays on, which is obviously tactics and, you know, playing... And it's changing around all the time. Yeah, that, that kind of thing where I, I do like that, where the sort of enemies <laughs> um, are in a different place each time and yeah. you're just playing through... Uh, it just makes it exciting. It's a bit like playing multiplayer that way. Yeah, definitely. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, there's a number of games. Because uh, the big thing is I don't play a lot of games uh, cooperatively. I play some uh, versus multiplayer stuff, and I enjoy that. But I tend not to. I find, like some people, it's quite hard to find the time when you've got someone else like, who's a good friend who you want to play through who has the spare time at yeah. the same time and like wants to go through it. Um, probably my pick out of those, just because I probably played it the most really was gears one would probably be my uh my top one yeah i think um, it's difficult for me to find a top one I, I mean i spent like i said i spent a lot of time on vegas too um i played through gears one on on hardcore and on insane and even on casual in fact yeah. so i played it for a few times if if you had to make me choose though i would probably go for left for dead yeah and i think the only reason i would go for left for dead is purely because it's so different like Obviously, you've got the versus mode, which is still, even though it's like effectively matchmaking, deathmatch type thing, it's still co-op based because you've got to work as a team. Um, whereas there's a lot of games out there that do team deathmatch and you don't actually work as a team. Like you'll always have the idiot who runs around looking for the special weapon and yeah. and fucks up your team's tactics. Whereas on Left 4 Dead, if you do that, you're dead. Yeah. And you know, if you fuck off your teammates, they're not going to help you. And I really, really love that aspect of Left 4 Dead. So to me, 
best co-op game. I'm not going to put, not going to do a top five to be honest, because I think it's too hard to put them in an order. But I'd have to say my best one is Left 4 Dead. Okay, so hopefully that's answered that. Is there any other questions? Yeah, there's there? one other question from a from a popular person on on this podcast. Uh, everyone knows Jeffrey. From, from I wondered Texas. if we had a question. Yeah, he has got a question, but he did say to us that he's been putting us across some some really really hard questions. Yeah. Um, so he's going to leave it simple this week, and he's asked what our favourite culinary snack is. Our favourite snack. Yeah, it's moment. not games based. He just wants to get us get to know us as people. I think he's trying to stalk us personally. Yeah. But do we get? He's got quite a long way to stalk us, so I'm not really that worried. But we <laughs> haven't got a multiple choice. He's in America though, so yeah. anything we mention, he's probably not going to know of. So. What's your favourite culinary snack? I've got to go for something like pepperamis. Yeah, there's I, there's I a really weird thing, actually. There's something that not many people will know about. Um, you like pepperamis, yeah? yeah? I'll have to bring some of these around sometime when I get some. Um, so my uh, my fiancé is Estonian, so only a few people know that, really, but yeah. a lot more people do now. And um, there's these things called ule cigars, which... Are the, um, which is basically means beer cigar in Estonian, nice. and it's like a a really nice kind of pepperami that um, out there they have as a snack when you're having a beer, oh, really? and it's and it is and they're awesome. So I it's a bit like pepperami. Really... That gives us an excuse to drink. Yeah, I'll see if I'll, I'll not see if we've got any at home because um, we get some uh, Sanova from a family quite regularly. That's one. I'd say that's not, it's a bit like a pepperami, but it's, it's really good. Nice. And um, I mean, I suppose we could turn this into a gaming question. But, yeah. I mean, do you? Do you snack when you game? Do you have a particular thing? Like if you're sitting down, you think, right, I'm going to do some Halo 3 deathmatch tonight. Got to get some snacks and some drinks in. You know, what's yeah. your ideal thing? I think, I think that's really like? cool. I think the, the, like, this really simple snack that I always really enjoy is peanuts yeah. when I'm gaming. Like if I've got a drink or whatever and just have some peanuts, they could be dry roasted, they could be salted. Oh, you're not a fussy man. Not particularly that fussy, but that's a really good snack. Um, and I don't eat loads of chocolate. Um, I know that, uh, speaking of, because you're saying about Jeff being from Texas. Yeah. Um, my parents bring back some Hershey's chocolate. Oh, Hershey's chocolate's lush. But I don't really like it. Oh, no, it's lovely. Like, it's Hershey's milk chocolate. I'm a chocolate. massive fan of American confectionery and I'm a oh, massive fan of American food. I'm I mean, if I can fan. find packets of beef jerky, I'm a happy man. I'll eat Twinkies till they come out of my ears. It's just such a shame I don't sell it more in this country. I yeah. think Jeff should send us a box this week. <laughs> yeah, I'd love should. that. If, he's, oh, if, if he really anything... calls himself a fan, he would do that. Yeah, no, that would would be awesome. I'd like to try something because I thought it was this uh, Hershey's chocolate, milk chocolate bar. It had a picture of some uh, young girl on there. I'm not yeah. sure what that's some mascot or something to do with it. But um, it was quite. It says milk chocolate. It's quite dark in colour. Yeah, I don't. They don't really use as much milk as ours. No, but then so, their milk's not as good as ours. But yeah, I'd be interested in trying some other things. Um, so I don't try loads of chocolate things. Um, I think the uh, Star Bars, those ones, Cadbury Star yeah, Bars, yeah, they're, they're pretty nice. good. Yeah. But um, I think I'm like going for Pringles. Chocolate. Pringles are always awesome. But yeah, Pringles are always good. But if I'm, if I'm going for a chocolate hit, it's got to just be a good old-fashioned Mars bar. Yeah, you like the Mars bar? Just give me a Mars bar. If it's going to be like a savoury snack, I'm going Pringles or Doritos. Yeah. Doritos with a good dip. Yeah, with a good dip. It's a nice salsa dip with some lightly salted Doritos. Another one that's good. Go for going with now. the Pringles. I like those. Uh, they do the rice ones. Yeah. The rice infusions ones. And there's if you get like a sour cream and chive dip, there's like a barbecue something rice infusion yeah. with Pringles. 
we did it. Yeah, that's nice. just about perfect. That's cool. Actually, so, so, while we're on the subject of crisps, yeah, um, or potato chips as they're called across the pond. Yeah. I mean, have you been trying any of these Walkers special flavours that they've no, been doing? No, no, I haven't tried any, like, but they look good. The I Builders the, breakfast, Cajun squirrel, the duck with the poison poison duck. sauce. Um, I mean, I tried the chili and chocolate flavour, yeah, and I have to say it tastes like spicy dirt. Yeah. It's really Weird. not very nice. It tastes try, I want to try horrible. the duck one. I love duck. Yeah, the, the duck ones are nice. The best ones are the Cajun squirrel, though. I've, I think the Cajun squirrel are going to get the high score vote. Madness. Yeah. Why are we <laughs> talking weird. about snacks? We're trying. We probably so, spoke longer about snacks than Outrun. Yeah. Actually, that's not possible. <laughs> uh, but I think that's it from us this yeah. week. Oh, we haven't got any more questions. Obviously, keep them coming in. Yes. Um, uh... I do want to just finish off because I did say that we've got an Outrun code to give away, and I know there's a oh, lot yeah, of people yeah. out there that have been listening, waiting for this code. Um we do something slightly different. We want to get some people over to the website um, and we want to get some people doing some reviews as well. So obviously we want a lot of comments. What we're going to do is we want you to come onto the uh, onto the website once the show note blog is up, which is basically as soon as this gets up on iTunes, I will put a post on which will give you all the show notes. Yep. And in there, I want you to answer me in 15 words what you would drive at 288 kilometers per hour to get to. It's very simple. All right, yeah, so yeah. literally just That's put... I will drive 200 and, 288 kilometres per hour to get to, and then you've got 15 words. The funniest person or the most original person gets a copy yeah, of Outrun we'll Arcade. Yeah. I think that's quite a good thing to no, do. No, no, that's good. It's a, get it's over there. Game. You've got three days, let's say, three days from when the podcast comes out. And then once that's up, we'll choose a winner. We'll get you know get in touch with us. Uh, we'll announce it, and uh, you can have your code. Yeah, and um, anyone who's, because um, we know we get enough, quite a number of uh, listeners now so it's yeah. growing each week um, if you haven't been to the website yet that's uh, www.hi-score.co.uk there's yeah. a link on, on the iTunes store and if you're already there then yeah we'd love to hear comments on that as ever we'd love to get more questions and we want to keep this going as uh, for as long as we can really and keep yeah, enjoying definitely. it um, it's been good fun I mean the sound quality's got better and we get yeah. a lot of comments from people a lot of, of really nice uh, compliments as well so you know keep them coming but we still want to hear, you know, tell us if you if you think there's something in the show you don't like or something you particularly love so we can expand on it or we can, you know, take bits out of the show. Um, and please, please, please do try and get reviews up on iTunes yeah. so we can move up on there and we can battle the greats on the, on the podcast yeah. in the um, gaming section. Should we add about, possibly about next week's? Yeah, yeah. We're, um, next week we may not necessarily have a show um, because I, I'm actually going to be away for a few days while we would normally record the podcast. Um, there is a possibility that when I get back we might do a, a quick show over Skype or something just to, to fill in what we've done that week, yeah. but we might hold it out for the following week. So keep checking in with us. We'll keep you updated. Yep. There may not necessarily be an episode five next week. And when we do bring episode five to you, we're going to try and get the guy on who runs Games Basement, who's yeah. our sponsor. We're going to try and get him on for a quick interview and talk about retail uh, and the way sort of used games are going and things like that. Uh, I think that's really it from me, though. Do you want to add anything else? Actually? Yeah, no, that's that's pretty much it. We said, said the website there. Thanks to everyone for listening. Uh, we're really enjoying doing this. We want to keep doing it, as I said. Uh, all the comments, uh, we'd love to hear good or bad. And, um, yeah, that's it for this week. Yeah, we look check us out to... on Twitter. Yes, and we uh, look forward to next episode. So we shall see you then. Yeah, thank you very much. This podcast is sponsored by gamesbasement.co.uk, the only games website designed by gamers for gamers. Follow us on Twitter and don't forget to visit www.gamesbasement.co.uk on our launch date, Monday the 4th of May.